This episode of the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast Fall Race Season Series is brought to you by Koala Clip. Go to koalaclip.com and use code FITCOOKIE at checkout to get 10% off of your order. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of our fall race season series on this podcast, where we are going to chat about the post-race blues. I am your host, Holly Samuel. I'm a registered dietitian. I am also a personal trainer, and my master's of education is also focusing in eating disorders, and I am your host today. And of course, I'm also an avid runner, and I have also experienced all of these things that I've talked about over the course of this series, especially the post-race blues. Um, This can be a very, you know, like um, disconcerting feeling, I think, for a lot of runners where, you know, they run their big race, maybe they hit their goal, maybe they fall short of their goal, maybe the race is a complete dumpster fire, (laughs) whatever happens, you know, after the fact, sometimes can come about of feeling a bit lost or feeling like you just don't know what to do next. And that's what this episode is about addressing is the post-race blues and also just like what to do next. Like where should you go from here after your race? So in terms of runners, we tend to be very goal-oriented people. Um, Not necessarily all runners, but especially runners who are running races, (laughs) Um, especially with runners who are running races who maybe have like a goal time or a goal performance in mind, and they have an idea of how they want this race to go for them. We tend to be goal-oriented. So when we achieve our goal, or maybe when we fall short of our goal, um, you know, after the fact, it can be a weird time because you're like, well, my goal's over or I didn't hit my goal. And maybe you spiral and just like want to jump right into another race to try and hit your goal. Um, Or even if you do hit your goal, maybe you're like, wow, what other goals can I make? And can I jump right into those? But I think it's an important process to go through after your race and do a couple of assessments. So we're going to talk about that today. So first off, if you are listening to this episode and you're like, but I haven't done my race yet. (laughs) Um, and you need more just nutrition and training and mindset recommendations, make sure you go back and listen to the other three episodes in this series where we talk about the best gear to take you through your fall race. We talk about taper nutrition and carbo loading. And we also talk about the taper crazies and some logistical things to think about for your race in terms of your planning and mindset process. So if you're kind of still needing to hear that information, make sure you go back and check out those episodes first and then come back to this one after your race is over. So jumping right in here, you did your race. Now what? If this was your first experience with a certain distance, especially something like a half full or maybe ultra marathon or a longer endurance event that's taken you months and months to train for. So this has kind of been like a, you know, light at the end of the tunnel for you for a long time. Um, I always tell my athletes uh, and myself, you know, try not to judge how you feel about this experience until you can wrap up the whole package in a bow and assess it for what it is in its entirety after your race. So there are going to be ups and downs, highs and lows, ebbs and flows to anyone's race experience when it comes to the training process. Because guys, training for something like a half full ultra marathon, endurance event, triathlon, anything like that, 
it takes a really long time um, and it takes a lot of dedication and commitment. Um, you know, it's something that we choose to do because we are not, you know, elite athletes and it's not our job or profession necessarily for most of us. If there are any elite athletes listening to this, hey, thanks for being here. <laughs> um, but, you know, for most of us, it is it is a choice um, and it's something that we train for for a really long time. So just like life, which is also, you know, uh, a period of time, there's going to be highs and lows. So if you are, you know, in your peak weeks of training, or maybe you are experiencing like an injury popping up, or you're in your taper and you're feeling dissatisfied with your training or just questioning your abilities in general, know that that is so, so normal. <laughs> it's normal to feel that way. It's very common and valid to feel the way you're feeling. And keep going, keep moving forward, keep going towards that goal because there's a reason, guys, why only half a percent of the population completes marathons. Um, they're freaking hard <laughs> and it takes a special kind of person to sign up for one, do the training, and then actually complete it because there are going to be so many bumps on the road that are going to very easily deviate a person if they're just not sure, they're not sure of their confidence or of their ability, and maybe they don't have a coach or they don't have a really strong like internal compass. Um, you know, if you get hurt or if it's like really tough for you to fit your training in with your schedule, or if you're feeling like, how am I possibly going to complete this distance? Like these long runs feel so hard. You know, if this is you, this is so common and so normal. And that's why a lot of people sign up for races and never run them <laughs> um, because it's very easy to get too in your head, to get too flustered about the little bumps along the way that seem really huge and very valid at the time, especially if you don't have good guidance on this, or if you're not just super stubborn and like a, you know, all in kind of mentality race or bust. I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing either if you're that way, but, um, you know, know that there's going to be ups and downs to your training cycle. So if you're like, you know, most of the way through this training cycle and you're just like, Oh, I'm like not even really looking forward to my race. Like, I, I, I'm tired, you know, it's, this has really taken a lot out of my life. You know, maybe it's affected my body, um, composition or just how I feel in my body. And I wasn't expecting that that's very common as well. Um, you know, know that that's, that's totally normal to feel that way, especially if it's your first time and you just don't know what to expect. And if it's your 10th time, <laughs> it's also very common to feel this way, but hopefully you kind of know what to expect and you have a little bit of wisdom to chat back, um, you know, of, of your negative voice with where I know for me, if I'm in my last taper week and my body's feeling like crap, <laughs> um, you know, and I'm like, wow, how am I going to race 26.2 miles in five days? You know, my body kind of feels like crap. <laughs> um, you know, I know not to get too in my head about that because I've experienced this before, maybe even worse, um, maybe even with less confidence in myself and I've still done great in my race. So, you know, relying on that inner wisdom, that compass or that external resource that helps guide you, whether that's a coach like me, um, you know, maybe even my voice on a podcast, if I'm not your coach or some of those other encouraging words of wisdom that maybe you need to hear, really rely on those and judge the process as a whole after you finished the race and recovered from it. Okay, now that you've recovered from it and you've done your race, like, would you do it again? What'd you think of the process? You know, I think also too, this probably depends a lot on how our first race experience goes, which is why I love, love, love working with first time half and full marathoners. It's such a fun process for me to help guide you and not make the mistakes that I made <laughs> or that I've watched other runners make during their first time of a process. 
so that you do have a good experience. And if you want to leave it at that, awesome. And if you want to do it again, awesome. Um, but either way, all about the good experience. So judge it as a whole after you have completed the process. Next, you know, if you are feeling like your race went amazing um, and you're like, I crushed my goal, I feel awesome, um, you know, let yourself celebrate that and be happy. And I think it's also a good decision to maybe put a date on, you know, not a date on when you're allowed to be happy until, (laughs) but a date on this is when I'm going to make a plan to go after my next goal. But for now, I'm just going to kind of like relish in the celebration and maybe ponder a bit what makes me feel excited about, you know, jumping into a different goal. Um, if your race <laughs> didn't go as planned, or if it was like a dumpster fire, or maybe you even had to pull out of the race because of an injury and you didn't get to do it, I do think also it's a good idea to let yourself be sad <laughs> and mourn that loss. Um, which sounds dramatic, but you know, you, you dedicated a big piece of your life, your time, your energy, emotional energy, physical energy. Um, and if it doesn't go as planned, you know, it's worth, it's worth being sad about and it's worth mourning the process. It just shows that you care. Um, but again, put, this is what a lot of elite athletes will do. Put an end date on when you're kind of allowed to be sad until before you start making your next plan. Because if we're sad, you know, it's easy to be like, I'm never running again, or I'm never doing a marathon again, or that was the worst. Um, And that's okay. Feel your feelings. And then maybe make an assessment after a certain date, um, after you've had a minute to feel your feelings and just assess where you want to go from here. Same thing goes for if it went super well. Now, also a good idea after your race, assess your body. How does your body feel like it's recovering from that race? Do you feel absolutely destroyed? Do you have any injuries that are lingering or that popped up during the race? You know, is there a need for you to go find treatment somewhere and make that a priority so that you catch something while it's fresh? Um, All physical therapists and chiropractors and people who work with people on a physical level will, will typically say it's always easier to help you when you've got like a fresh injury versus something that's been super chronic and, you know, has been there for years and months. Um, so if you have something fresh, you know, make that appointment, go in to see your person, um, right away so that you can start working that out just so you start to feel better when you're recovering from this. So it doesn't linger and that you're not bringing baggage with you from each race that you do. And, you know, kind of that might also go into your decision-making process about your plan for the future. You know, is this something that I need to let heal? Do I have like a, you know, a definition of time that I need to rehab it for? And maybe I focus on that before I make a new plan. Um, Another thing is after you've done all this, you can make a plan, you know, make a plan, make some new goals, what excites you. So maybe you have another race already on the schedule and you know that, okay, my marathon's in October. And then I'm going to give myself some recovery time. And then I'm going to do a half marathon in, you know, February. Um, Or I'm going to do a turkey trot 5k or whatever it is. You know, if you've got another race on the schedule, that's where you can maybe say, all right, what is now going to be a feasible goal and therefore plan um, for this race? Am I going to fun run it? Am I just going to try and finish and stay healthy? You know, and a lot of this will depend on how your body responds to the first race you did and how you're recovering. 
Or are you going to say, okay, I recovered really well. Like I'm doing great. And I'm still pretty excited about, you know, life and running in general. And I think I want to maybe go for a PR in that 5k, or maybe I want to take a time period off and I want to start building up to race my next half marathon or whatever it is. I also really think it's a good idea to assess if you still want to do that next race. You know, if that next race is like something you were excited about a while ago, and now you're like, man, my injury or just my head or my time, like it's just not making sense. I'm not that excited about it. Maybe it's making me dread running and making me have a stressful relationship with it. Then maybe skip it. Maybe consider a different plan. I also think that it can be a really good idea um, after your race is to assess what excites you. So like when you're making goals for the future, you know, if you don't have any other like races on the schedule and Again, if we know that we're a goal-oriented person, I think it be, can be a really good idea after that initial amount of time after your race to set a new goal. You know, maybe, and this is something I would recommend as a coach, if you're open to switching gears, um, after like a half or full marathon or an ultra, especially if it's your first one, or especially if it's like a goal race where you're racing for a PR or a best effort, um, I really think it can be a good time to, after you've recovered you know, take some time, take a month, take a couple months to focus on shorter distances and faster, um, shorter speed work so that you're kind of working that different energy system than you did for like marathon training. Um, and then also strengthen those imbalances. When we specialize in the half full or ultra marathon in like the last couple weeks of our peak training, you know, this is when a lot of people tend to be like, oh man, I really miss some of my, my other things that I used to do. Cause it feels like I'm just spending all this time running. And then also when we can't run as much, I know a lot of us are like, man, I really miss running. I wish I could just run all the time. So sometimes, you know, check yourself there, but I think it can be a really good idea to, um, you know, switch gears, maybe go back to the gym, do some more strength training Add a third or fourth or fifth strength training day to your routine. Maybe focus on, you know, shorter, faster distances. You know, maybe it's about, okay, I'm going to kind of switch gears and go into 5K training. And while that might seem like it's not helping me run a marathon, it's not marathon training, eventually, if you're improving your speed and the shorter distances, it is going to help you when it comes to actually doing a marathon again in the next couple of months or years. Or maybe you want to do a trail race or an obstacle course race or something that's totally different than a road race. Um, or maybe you want to work on a new skill entirely and do a different sport. That's totally cool too. But I think switching gears and working on some of your imbalances or just doing what excites you is a really good option. Now, let's take a minute to hear from our sponsor for this episode, which is Koala Clip. So you guys may have heard me talk about Koala Clip before, but in terms of when I run, I do not run without my phone. I'm usually listening to a podcast. I'm usually listening to music, but I also like to have it for safety reasons. And I really hate carrying my phone, or at least I used to. Um, like I didn't really like carrying it on my waist, like in a belt. I didn't like carrying it on my arm. I didn't like holding it. And I definitely didn't like the idea of putting it like in a sports bra. Um, I just have history of breast cancer in my family and just didn't love the idea of my phone sitting right on my chest um, for hours of my day. And that is when I discovered Koala Clip. Now, I will never go back to carrying my phone in a different way. I just won't because Koala Clip makes it so, so easy. Basically, Koala Clip is a water-resistant pouch 
that you place your phone or your card or your keys or your fuel, whatever you want to be carrying in. It stays totally bone dry in there. I've like run through torrential downpours, the sweatiest of hot summer long runs, and my phone or whatever's in my Koala Clip stays totally dry. You zipper whatever's in there shut, and you essentially place it between your sports bra and your skin on your back. Um, And that essentially, you know, stays absolutely put. You have a little magnetic clip that goes over the back of your sports bra um, to really help it stay secure. But you guys, it does not move. You forget it's there. It doesn't chafe. It's amazing. And I will never carry my phone another way. So if you're looking for a way to carry your phone and you are a sports bra wearer, then you can head over to koalaclip.com and use code FITCOOKIE for 10% off of your order. Some of you have told me that my previous discount code, which was FITCOOKIE10, wasn't working for you. I am told that it is actually FITCOOKIE that we should be using for the 10% off. So I apologize on that confusion. And I really hope you go check out Koala Clip. It's economical. It's easy to use. Your stuff's going to stay dry and clean. And then you'll have your phone on you if you need it for safety. Now let's get back to the episode. So when we talk about, you know, nutrition post-race, which I know is a huge topic because kind of like when we're specializing in our running, um, when we specialize in our nutrition, you know, for our running, some people also are like, you know, this doesn't feel supernatural to me. Like I'm not used to eating all of this fuel all the time or really forcing the carbohydrates. It's a lot of work, (laughs) Um, you know, and I don't feel hungry all the time. And I think too, exploring your goals after your race and also creating a nutrition plan that matches those goals can be really helpful. So if you jump right back into another marathon training cycle, then guess what? Your nutrition should probably stay the same. So, you know, if you're okay with that, then that's cool. I don't recommend jumping right back into a marathon training cycle after a marathon. Um, If it's something that you can avoid or space out a little bit more, that typically leads to better long-term results for people, but it can be done if that's your goal. And we're talking about nutrition post-race immediately. So immediately post-race, that first week, a lot of the times people will feel hungry. (laughs) Um, Not everyone, but a lot of the times people will feel hungry. And it can be disconcerting, especially if you have a poor relationship with food or body image, to be super hungry and also not really exercising that much (laughs) because you're trying to recover from your race. Maybe you're injured. Maybe your legs are trashed and you're exhausted. Um, But I want to reiterate how important it is to make sure that we eat and that we eat enough food after our race. You're hungry because you're trying to recover. This can be just like on any other rest day throughout your training cycle. We don't necessarily need to eat less on rest days just because we're resting. Oftentimes, we need to switch our focus to how can I eat that is going to optimize my recovery? And that can mean eating enough, eating enough carbs to replenish your glycogen stores, which are going to be pretty much totally shot at the end of a marathon or anything over two and a half hours for you. And eating plenty of protein to help your muscles heal those micro tears that makes them hurt so bad after a run. And this can take weeks too, by the way, to really heal all of the micro tears that are created during something like a marathon. So even if you're like, huh, my legs feel really, really good, like just doing my thing, walking around the house a couple days after the race, uh, if you try to go run, if you try to go push yourself in any way, you may feel, oh, just kidding, they're not there yet. Um, you may even feel like it's hard for you to get back to normal and feeling good on your runs for weeks after your race. 
totally normal. Again, this could be a sign that, you know, you need to check for certain nutrient deficiencies if something's really taking a long time to feel better or if you feel tanked um, for, you know, weeks after your race. But for the most part, those micro tears, guys, they're pretty deep and they take a while to heal. So, you know, again, filling up your glycogen stores with plenty of carbohydrates that week post-race um, can be a really good option to help you feel like you get your energy back and it'll give you the energy to allow your muscles to recover themselves. And then eating plenty of high quality protein can also help your muscles rebuild those muscle tears and help, you know, your joints kind of feel a little bit better as well, keep you full. And again, eventually your appetite should kind of come back down to normal. Um, and a lot of the times it will adjust to, you know, whatever exercise that you're doing, it might mean that you're not super hungry, you know, two weeks after your race, you're a bit more like normal hunger and fullness cues. But I want to reiterate that no matter what happens, it is so important to honor your hunger, your body's trying to tell you something. So do make sure you're eating balanced meals, don't panic, and make sure you're getting plenty of carbs, plenty of protein and plenty of anti inflammatory foods and that you're hydrating really well post race. And then when you decide what goal you want to work on next, that's going to excite you, you can adjust your nutrition from a performance standpoint to match that goal. So if you're doing something more strength related, for example, you may increase the protein intake, maybe decrease the carbs a little bit. Um, if you're going to jump back into an endurance sport, you want to make sure you increase those carbs right back up and keep that protein moderate. And maybe you're focusing on something shorter and faster where they kind of both stay moderate. And again, that carb timing around your runs is going to be important from an energy standpoint. I hope all of these tips have been helpful. I hope that your race went really well and that you're still in love with running. But if it didn't go well and you're listening to this episode and you've made it this far, chances are you want to fall back in love with running, even if it didn't go super well for you. So I hope that you take the time that you need to recover from your race and ponder what's going to make you excited to work towards next so that you can fall in love with running again. So take a break if you need to. And until next time, happy running. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.